Thank you, Lord. Okay. Honestly, there's so much that I could share. Just so much. But one thing that I do want to say is this, that when we come together, this is not, you know, it's not church like it used to be church. You understand that? Everything's moved on. Everything's moved on. It's not what it used to be. We have to begin to really find out who we are. Do you remember beginning of this year, I think we got a word about everything that could be shaken would be shaken. That there would be all sorts of shifts going on, all sorts of things happening. And I think we can all safely say, safely say, but perhaps uh, we're also a little bit unnerved about everything that is getting shaken and is getting shifted. But the kingdom remains. That's the good news, isn't it? That's great news. Everything that Jesus has built within us, everything that he's building around us, everything that Jesus has built and everything that is the kingdom and the Holy Spirit, everything of that remains. But a lot of the other things that perhaps have not been built on a foundation, have not been built the way that they should have been, they begin to get tested. And of course, that is not external things, that's often internal things to us. We begin to get tested. We begin to think about what do we really believe? Why do we really believe it? What are we really doing here? What's going on in our lives? And although that feels very unnerving at the time, it's actually a really, really wonderful thing. Isn't it? It's wonderful. So we can be thankful. We can be grateful. We can even smile about it. But it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But we need to know that that's the season that we're in. And of course, the only way that we can really live and not only survive but overcome is to know him. We have to know him. I don't don't mean we have to know scriptures. I don't mean we have to know songs. I don't mean to say we have to pray prayers. All those things are very good. But that's not really knowing him. All those things lead us to knowing him. And him and knowing us. So it's, it's really important that we, we begin to ask ourselves questions. Like, you know, when, when the kids were here a couple of weeks ago, I know there's kids here as well now, but I mean, there were, there were lots of kids everywhere. And, and we want to be an example. Well, what does it mean to be an example? Well, it means to love Jesus with all your heart, with all your strength, with, all, with everything that you are. Do you understand me? It doesn't mean that we're showing our kids some kind of system or some kind of religious thing. It means that actually we're showing a life that is fully given over to Jesus. That's what it means. That's what this is all about. It's not about anything else. It's about us loving him and him loving us and our lives being found in him. In him, deep in him. And you know, when the going gets tough, we have to find that place where we can just be in him and be there. 
And I keep, everyone will know, well, most people know that I've, I've been on John 9 for ages and ages and I cannot get away from it. And that is where I'm presently at. I just can't get away from it. Uh, and that is because it talks about a blind man who Jesus is passing by um, and he sees a blind man. He sees this blind man and he says that this man was blind from birth. So this is John 9. I'm just paraphrasing it for you. You can read it as well if you'd like. But So he'd been blind from birth. And of course, in many ways, maybe all of us are blind from birth. Do you understand me? Because we're, we're kind of born into... Uh, we're born into... And the, the culture that we're born into, the family that we're born into, the society that we're born into, we're born into this place that we're all born into. And if you're born here, well, you're born into a, an English place. Culturally, it's English. But if you're born in Nepal, you're born in a, a Nepalese place, and it's completely different. But you're kind of born into this matrix, this place that you see... And you get to know, and you think that this is life. That's what you learn all, all the time when you're growing up. You go to school and you learn things. And what you're told, that's life. But actually, that ain't life. It's something of life, but it isn't everything of life. It isn't, it isn't always reality. There's many things that we learn that are not reality that are actually lies, that we base our lives, our, our lives on lies. So this, this man was blind from birth. But the most amazing thing about it is that Jesus saw him before he was born blind from birth. Je Jesus sees us before that. He sees you and I before that. Do you understand me? Your, your genesis... Is not when you were born. Your genesis is not even when you were conceived. Your genesis is way before that. And actually, I, I was thinking about this. Now, of course, I've done it in a circle again because, and it's not, I'm not talking about an external pool, I'm talking about an internal pool. Do you understand me? There's no pool that you can run to, there is no pool that you can run to. <laughs> that is going to help you see. But there is a pool of consciousness inside you. It's already there. It's there already. And I'm, I'm going to explain it a little bit, but this life of God is not only outside, it's inside. You understand me that your very DNA... Your DNA is infused, infused with God. The fact that you are like you are is, it shows us that you're like he is. There's something about you that is just like him, just like God. You are extra, extra special. Extra, extra special. You are all extra, extra special. 
Do you understand me? There's something special about every single person in this room right now. And the DNA within you is the very same DNA that came out of your Father in heaven. It is woven into your very being. Now before, before this man was blind from birth, he was fully seeing. He could see before he was blind. Because he had his being in God. Long before he ever came to the earth. Long before he was even conceived, the father saw him. Because that's what the father said to Jeremiah, isn't it? I know we all go, well, Jeremiah's a prophet. Yeah, but Jeremiah was just a man like you. Uh, sorry if you're a woman. <laughs> but he, he was mankind, okay? Humankind. God was speaking to Jeremiah personally. And he said, before you were ever, before you were ever born, I knew you. Before you were ever conceived... I formed you in your mother's womb. But before, before you got there, I saw you. I ordained you. I set you apart. Well, that wasn't just for Jeremiah. That's for you. You were before you ever got here. You, personally. And you go, well, I can't remember it. Well, no, you can't remember it. But can you remember being in your mum's womb? I can't remember that, but I'm told... It's absolutely beautiful. I'm told it's a wonderful place to be. Surrounded by everything that I could possibly need. Being fully provided for. Being safe. Protected. Looked after. Precious. Right there. In my mum's womb. Well you. Were in your mum's womb as well. But just think. I don't, I don't remember it. I mean, some people I know, I think I've talked to one or two people, I actually do remember something about being in the mother's womb. But I don't remember it. But I know this. It's a fact. I was there. Now, perhaps there's a womb before my mum's womb. Perhaps I was in the womb of God before I ever got to the womb of my mum. Do you understand me? Somehow, God, and I, I, can't, I, I, don't, I can't fathom these things, but spiritually, I'm aware, I'm conscious that there's something before I ever got here. I'm aware of it. Spiritually, I'm conscious of it. And I know it's true. Now, you see, this is the interesting thing. I, I, this morning, I, I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine what it's like to be in this pool of consciousness. Do you understand me? I'm not asking you to imagine something that you're kind of drawing out of thin air. No, I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking you to imagine something that is based on the truth that you know. Now, God says, clearly God says in Ephesians 1 and many, many other places that before you ever got here, he knew you. Before you ever arrived here on the planet Earth, before you were ever conceived, he knew you. So in other words, somehow God saw you. In that moment, and I've talked about it before, you know, it's, it's like 
out of his incredible mind and heart and spirit, he, he just saw you. And the moment that he saw you, the moment that he thought about you, he fell in love with you. That, that split second. And he saw everything about you because God is God, of course. He can see everything all at once because he's God. And there is no timeline for God. He's beyond time. So he was before and he's after and he's everywhere. He's, he's there. So actually, he saw you and he fell in love with you and then he chose you. That's what the Bible says. I'm not making it up. That's what the Bible says. And that's what we believe. Is it not? Okay. So when I'm talking about imagination later on in a few minutes, what I want you to imagine is that those things are actually true. And that you before you ever got here, we're in him. Now, after, I think I've told you this before, but one time in Nepal, when I was in Nepal, there were bombs going off either end of the street, and it was very scary. And of course, me being a very strong person of faith was trembling in my bed. I mean, literally trembling in my bed. And I could not sleep. And at that moment, this is many, many years ago, at that moment, I, sudden, I suddenly thought, you know what? Before I ever got here, God knew me. He loved me. He knew about this moment. He knew all about it. And I began to think that I was in the Father's womb. That actually I was completely secure, completely protected, completely loved. And as I thought about that, I kind of did curl up a little bit, you know. And I fell asleep. That was it. I, was, I, I just slept. That was the beginning of a journey for me of finding out who I really am and who God really is. And somehow, in amongst all that goes on and all the difficulties and the challenges, we have to find this place to be have to be there because otherwise we get moved in such uh, challenging ways don't we but somehow we've got we've got to move back into that place so Jesus met this man who was not seeing and then he we know what he did he, he took clay and he put it on his eyes and he sent him on a journey and of course, we're on a journey, aren't we? This has been a journey. Everything that we've done, everything that we've become is a journey that we've been on for many, many years. But perhaps we find ourselves in a time where we have to be in this pool of consciousness. And by that, I mean that you know certain things are true. And those things... You have to begin to believe into those things and feel them. Not just declare them, not just proclaim them, but actually feel into them. Feel them. Because that is the truth of who you are. You were in him, loved by him, precious to him, set apart to him. You can rest in that place.
But maybe you've got to imagine it. Maybe you've got to see it. Based on what you know to be true. Not based on some, some other thought, but based on actual truth. So this is what I wanted to do. Can someone write, maybe, um, Angela, can you, do you mind writing on here? Because what I want to do, and again, it's just to help us, like, come into something new. They're just there and there. So I want you to imagine, because even this morning, and again, there was a, there was a, how can I describe it? So there was a, you know, vast as the ocean. Here is love vast as the ocean. Well, that love's in us, but it's also around us, surrounding us completely, as Phil said. And sometimes, as you, as you begin to enter into that truth, you actually feel, you can feel that flow. I mean, I mean properly feel it. You know, I, I, I can sit there and I can tell you that my last weeks have probably been the most difficult weeks that I have lived through. But I can sit there and feel the presence of God in the house. Do you understand me? I can just feel it. And, and I know it's nothing to do with me. It's all him. But it's so easy to miss it. And we're, and we're so used to doing lots of things that sometimes we miss it, even when we're doing spiritual things, even when we're doing things that we've been taught to do. It's easy to miss that beautiful presence of Jesus. And it, it was just this morning, it was like he was lapping, it was lapping out incessantly and lapping in incessantly. Like, just very, very gentle. But of course, it's time that we all began to enter into that beautiful presence, which is both in us and coming through us and all the way outside us. But somehow we have to begin to feel that and know it because it's true and that of course is when, when people come in they may not know they may not recognize they may not understand the words but what they understand is the presence they understand the presence so we've often had many times where people don't really get what's going on and you know they might listen to me or adam or or someone else speaking and they're like I didn't understand any of that. But what they actually felt was the presence of God. Now, we just want that to increase, don't we? Yes. Do we? Yes. Do, you, do you really? Because the, the presence increases inside you. You know, there's three things, the presence, the power, and the principles. Jesus is all those three things all together. He's not one on his own. He's all those three things together. He is the principles that we say he is it those are just words that describe who he is he is the power but he is the presence as well and he comes as all of that to us so what I want to do is I want you to think about and I just want one word like love or righteousness 
okay? I just want one word because what I want to do is put it, put those words on the floor here as though this was the pool. Do you understand me? So, so can, we, can we have some words that describe God? You understand me? We're just describing who God is. Would, would you write those down? What was it? Grace. Grace. Okay. And then, yeah, a bit bigger. We're going to have to tear them apart afterwards and just put them on the floor here. Or maybe we can just fill. Okay. Any more? Come on. Just. Amazing. Come. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Any more? Protector. Protector. Peace. Peace. Come on. What are the things that you know that are true about God? King, forgiveness, forgiveness. <laughs> love, mercy. mercy, thank you, thank you with the man up there, any more bids, <laughs> light, second chances, wow, I like that man, uh, wisdom, you can make, I tell you what you can do, and this is what we'll do. Can we? Okay. Do you just want to tear those up now? Should we, Heather, both of you can. All right, let's, let's carry on. Let, oh, careful. Beloved. All right, now, now you, you hear what you're doing. You're actually telling me who you believe God is. That's what you're saying. So, so we're making statements about who we believe God is. But of course, it's not just making the statements. It's actually knowing this as your truth. Oh, that is fantastic. You were doing such a good job, Heather. I, I think... <laughs> Look at that. Okay, any more? Redeemer. Did we say Redeemer? Oh, that's on. Hope. Deep well. Deep well. Nice one. Okay. Father. Messiah. Hiding place. Husband. Provider. Oh, yeah. Come on, keep it going. Friend. Yeah. Self-sacrificing. He is the self-sacrificing one. The miracle worker. Yeah, beautiful. All right, Nig- Nigel, will you? Oh, no, actually, let me, let me take someone else. Uh, Phil. Uh, patience. Kindness. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, I need someone to take these out and just put them everywhere. In amongst the chairs as well. The truth. The truth, okay. 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 So when you've done that, 
and just rip it off and, 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 and we'll cut those up as well. And then we'll put them all out and put some out here as well, okay? So, okay, this, this, is, this is what I realized. Of course, doing something like this with all of us in this moment is not so easy, but my hope and prayer, and this is what I saw, that actually this is something that you yourself need to do. Do you understand me? And, and this is it's one of the most difficult things because there's so many other things that you could do. There's so many things that are calling on your time. You're so busy, aren't you? You're so busy, you haven't got time to do this. That's right. What did you say, Samantha? It will save you time. Yeah. There you go. That's beautiful. So, really my prayer, if, if nothing else for this morning, is that we, during the next few weeks and months, would begin to make time just to be with him. And to think about these things. That these are all things that you and I say we believe. But this is who he is. This is your father. It's your God. Yeah, it's all right. We've missed, we've missed about 20 million. 20 million things. That's it. Thank you very much, Angela. Um, no, that's fine. Thank you. Okay, and put some amongst the chairs as well. Thank you for my helpful assistance. Okay, so basically, very simply, all, we, all that we've said is that God is all these things, that he is this vast ocean of love, and beauty and kindness and that actually is in us so, so listen to me it's not just and when I say this I don't, it's not only that he's in your spirit but he's in your very DNA that which makes you he is in it do, do you understand me so, so, so you can look at yourself and go he's in me he's fully invested himself into you Every little bit of you. And he loves you. And he's never going to leave you. And he wants you to have a beautiful day. And a beautiful future. And of course, I, I think that what Jesus did was really in those moments with that blind man, he took him back. He helped him to re-envision about who he really was. He saw again because he, he couldn't see. He couldn't see who he was. He couldn't see who God was. But he re-envisioned him. He gave him a new image. And of course, we're getting the image restored. Because you, you were created in the image of God. Listen again. You're created in the image of God. You're not created in the image of the devil. 
You're not created in the image of anyone else. You're created in the image of God. Just say it to, to yourself. I'm created in the image of God. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. He loves us. He's with us. So, um, what did it say here? And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? See, they were full of negativity, weren't they? They were just looking for the negative all the time. But Jesus saw the beauty. He sees the positive in you. He sees everything beautiful. That's how he looked at the blind man. He didn't see him blind. He saw him seeing. And he looked at him and loved him. And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But that the work of God should be revealed in him. So whatever's going on in your life, why is, why, why is what's going on in your life going on? So that the work of God may be revealed in you. In you. There's nothing that's going on right now that God cannot and is not in. He's in it. All of it. And he's revealing himself in it and all of it. And he's going to reveal himself out of it as well. That's a beautiful thought, isn't it? This is, this is how Jesus thinks. Do you understand me? This is how he thinks. You say you want to be like Jesus. Well, this is how Jesus thinks. He looked at a blind man and didn't see a blind man. He saw a seeing man. He heard lots of people going, this man is blind because of this and this and this and this. And Jesus went... I'm not hearing any of that. All I know is that the Father is going to reveal himself in this man, just like he's going to reveal himself in you. That's, that's what Jesus is thinking. And of course, he knew that it was night. He said, I, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So he's just oozing light. He's oozing life. And he doesn't deny that it's getting dark, but he's much more concerned about the light, about the love, about the goodness of God. He's much more concerned about all of that. It's beautiful, isn't it? And when he said these things, he says, spat, spat on the ground and made clay with the sliver, and he anointed the eyes of the man, the blind man with the clay. And he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he was sent on a journey to the pool so he went and washed and came back seeing so maybe we've just got to have a little just for a moment just have a little time where we can 